This is Carol A. Twal. Welcome to another episode of Mental Emotional Self-Health Mesh. Um, I do five modules in my mental wellness process. And if you want more information, uh, you can look at the description on my uh, podcast. Hello, I'm Carol A. Twal. I'm a peer counseling specialist. I don't do any professional counseling, but I share experience about how I transcend, learn to live with, and dare to recover from mental illness. Now, I don't want to say that I will recover, and I don't want to say that I won't recover. I just want to say that I would like to recover if I could. And a very large part of my mental illness, I want to discuss, or at least the part part of my issue that I thought was mental illness, in case it isn't, in case it's just, you know, an issue that I've had all my life that never got addressed, um, in the life experiences module, uh, mentioned that, um, I had 10 areas of abuse. Um, I, um, shared in a, uh, episode, um, and I think it, 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 it was about, uh, abbreviating and dropping the story as advised by a professional named Alan Ravage. He, uh, specialized in relationship issues uh, love addiction, but he doesn't like to call it love addiction. He likes to call it, uh, uh, childhood wounds or trauma wounds. And, uh, we get addicted, I think, to things according to some theories because we're avoiding a pain or a trauma or an injury from, uh, things that, that have happened to us or just, you know, maybe an injury or a trauma or an issue that we would just rather not deal with at all. We'd rather just cover it up with uh, drugs or alcohol or love. You know, romantic love. I'll put it that way, romantic love. Um, I have much trigger, much trigger about uh, much, I have much activation in my brain when it comes to romantic love. And that's what I want to talk about. I associated romantic love for most of my life, especially in my childhood, with abandonment. And I'll tell you why. I had a, uh, an, emotional, an emotional romantic relationship with my uh, caregiver, my aunt, when I was a child. Um, there were some blurry boundaries, and um, in order to deal with her own, uh, her own frustration with finding love in her life, she used me... And, um, except for actually being physically intimate with me, she, um, got too close to me. She got too close to me emotionally. She had expectations of me that were, that were very adult. And I was just a, uh, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid. And then my mother died when I was nine and she just didn't need me anymore. Um, she had a boyfriend and she just started, uh, dropping me like an old shoe. And I had to deal with that rejection after that. And I used romantic love to, um, deal with the pain. And, um, I, uh, also was assaulted by my stepfather right before I was committed to a mental institution for nine months I was four years old, five years old, and um, 
that traumatized me, and I didn't remember it until I was in my late 40s. Then I remembered uh, that, and I remembered it, excuse me, without the help of a therapist. I did it with my mentor's help. Um, he was visiting me for the summer that year, and when I was in my late 40s, and he um, did some breathing work with me and memory work. He's an expert at it, even though he's not a professional. He's done research on dealing with memories. And rule number one that we both believe is you can't force memories. You have to let them come up slowly. And we had this attitude that if, if I didn't remember anything, that was going to have to be okay, too. But um, I went into a relaxed state. And um, I went down into my feelings because I was having such excruciating anxiety about doing certain adult things like going grocery shopping. They just looked too, they just felt too adult to me and I couldn't do them. I didn't even want to go outside the house because the sunshine was too bright and it seemed like uh, the, the noise was too noisy and the, the world was too loud. And um, to make a long story short, I began to remember being assaulted by my stepfather, I began to remember being assaulted by neighbors, by uh, caregivers, um, when my aunt had to work and when my mother was not around. So, because um, my aunt was helping my mom take care of me because my mom was sickly. So, um, a lot of traumatic memories, man. And um, now I'm fast forwarding to the present and. You can imagine that I've got some extreme injuries and um, I get really, I must say that uh, it should be giving me hope that therapists have told me and even self-helpers have told me that um, a person can, you know, a survivor of all that kind of abuse can, um, can overcome it enough to be able to be in a in a satisfying sexual adult relationship. And so um, I tried to uh, heal myself. I tried to transcend my memories and I tried to um, I tried to even uh, practice just practice monogamy with my uh, exclusive relationship with my girlfriend and it failed miserably. I I got so triggered that I got physically ill two weeks ago. I I actually let her come over to my house uh, a couple for a couple of nights uh, two weeks ago, and I got physically ill. I got I got so sick that I was having panic attacks, and my nose was stopping up. And believe me, your body can cook up any kind of physical symptom to deal with a problem that you're not ready to deal with, or a problem that you're avoiding, and that happened. And I had worse symptoms last night, too. Although she didn't come over last night, I was uh, back in the relationship after uh, Saturday night, and I was um, a little sick again. You know, after I went to, to bed, I was sick again. And it, and it seems like every time I hit the pillow when I retire in, to bed, it's like clockwork. I get, I get physically ill or I get some kind of symptom that really messes me up and I can't sleep for hours after I've gone to bed because I don't I don't feel well 
and it was my nose again, and uh, my skin was itchy all over, and I know that we don't have bed bugs because I haven't seen any. I've been looking for them, and believe me, I I know how to look for them after uh, the inspector taught me how to do that uh, several years ago when we really did have bed bugs. Uh, our, our landlord sent over an inspector to uh, look at look at the house with us, and um, I learned how to, just by watching him, you know, people can teach you how to do things just by um, letting you watch them. And I um, I watched him inspecting the house, so I know how to, you know, I kind of know how to look for uh, what they look like and how where they go and how they work and not work and all that. So I know we don't have any, but I was my skin was itching all night. I was crawling all night in my on my skin, and my sinuses were were plugged up. And I have impacted earwax that I'm trying to uh, work on because I've been having to use my earbuds 24-7 because of the noise. And uh, you guys don't hear any noise right now because it's low-frequency noise, and that's why I have to uh, turn on my uh, bed massager. And I, I use that to mask the noise. I use that to mask a lot of low-frequency bumping around that they do upstairs and they shake the floor so I'm always wearing my earbuds well um, <clears throat> I wonder if I should even edit this uh, episode because I'm kind of beating around the bush but uh, there's a lot of a lot of backstory that uh, goes with what I'm gonna talk about and I'll probably spend only a few minutes talking about what I'm gonna talk about after all these uh, beating us around the bush and disclaimers, but a little bit of background. Um, I have finally accepted, and I, I will reiterate this, I probably said this already, and I told my girlfriend this already, um, I, w I have accepted that it's okay not to, not to feel like I have to recover. And especially this, now hear this, it is okay not to recover for my, for my girlfriend. It is okay to uh, hope for recovery in case I do recover. Um, in fact, my girlfriend accepting me as I am and loving me anyway and appreciating all the things that I can give her besides intimacy, besides physical, physical intimacy, um, we, can still, uh, we can still kiss and we can still hug and we can still uh, get romantic. And um, we just can't have uh, relations. And uh, that's okay with her. She's asexual. And um, I'm bi, but uh, I'm injured. And um, I don't know if I already mentioned this. I might, I might have already. But yeah, I did, in fact. Um, I had a boyfriend. Now, notwithstanding that that relationship did not work out, it was a pretty traumatic tragedy back in uh, 2007. Um he was in a wheelchair, and um, we had a pretty satisfying relationship, albeit that um, he was abusive to me, like towards the end. He thought, he basically thought he was entitled, entitled to me just because I had given him consent the first time. He thought he had consent all the time, and that's not true. You know, ladies, even some of you gentlemen, if uh, your partner gives you consent the first time, it doesn't mean they they give you consent always you know sometimes your partner doesn't feel like it 
but um, the kind of sex we had to have was not traditional. I'll put it this way: it wasn't uh, it wasn't um, organ to organ contact because he wasn't able to um, feel it. He had paralysis, and he had a disability, and uh, we were still able to uh, compensate. I'll put it that way. Um, and that was that was pretty satisfying. So um, take uh, Dee and me, my girlfriend and me now. We're not able to uh, have have physical relations because it's just, it's just too uh, painful for me. But um, it's just too traumatic for me psychologically. I don't want to keep on re-traumatizing myself by doing something I don't feel ready or feel comfortable doing. But uh, we are ready to do other things, like get romantic. We're ready to um, enjoy each other's company. We're ready to be friends. We're ready to uh, celebrate holidays together. And tonight we, uh, we looked at the Halloween lights together around her neighborhood. And... Um, I wanted to invite her to my neighborhood again, not to come over and sleep with me, but to come over and, uh, you know, walk around my, my, my adjacent neighborhood. I can't walk around my, my, my neighborhood cause it's not a safe place, but, um, the neighborhood maybe North of my neighborhood. And I ended up, uh, walking around her neighborhood with her and we, we were looking at, uh, you know, pumpkin lights and stuff and the atmosphere and, it was a little bit late, so we missed the costumes, people in costumes walking around. But you get the point. I was able to uh, enjoy her company. And we had our arms around each other, and I think we, we, got a, we had a few kisses and uh, hugs and uh, a little, maybe a little bit of making out. But that was, that was nice. And, um, you know, we can still do that, you guys. We live in a society that tells us, we have to love a certain way, just like before uh, gay rights. Um, we had to live in a society where we had no right to love in any other way except, except a man and a woman and a baby. Man and a woman and having a baby. Now, many people still believe that, too. And that's, that's up to them, and that's their right. But, um, you know, the responsibility along with that right is we have to respect how, how, how other people love and how other people live. As long as we have boundaries and as long as we don't hurt each other. So um, I have learned quite liberally, liberatingly, I have learned that um, I can still love someone. I can still be in love. I can still have a girlfriend. I didn't know this two weeks ago, you know, and, I, and neither did uh, Dee. But it's so liberating and so, so joyful. And... Um, I told my roommate today I didn't know if I was ever going to recover from mental illness, but I did want to. I did want to try. And um, my girlfriend uh, said, um, "Our anniversary is Christmas Eve. Do you want to? Do you want me? To, do you want to make a Christmas wish with me?" And I said, "What's that?" And she said, "Would you like to make a wish that you'll be able to handle physical intimacy someday?" And I said. I said, all right, but like any wish, um, I don't know if it's going to come true or not. And she said, well, Carol, remember when you uh, had trouble swallowing in 2019? And um, I said, yeah. And she goes, you made a Christmas wish to be able to swallow again, especially to be able to swallow solid food. 
and you were ready to accept the the idea of going NPO. That's you know, that's uh, not oral food, you guys. That means not taking anything by mouth. And she said um, you were ready to accept not being able to ever uh, eat anything or drink anything by mouth ever again. You were going to have to go on an IV or a feeding tube. And I said, yeah, uh, that's another uh, video, you guys. I had uh, dysphagia. I couldn't swallow for four months. And I had lots of testing done and went to some doctors. And um, it turns out it was psychosomatic. So I, I'm okay now. I... I um, saw a speech therapist and got another test and learned some exercises and I can swallow now you guys and so my Christmas wish came true I um I was able to have Christmas dinner with my roommate on Christmas day that was my wish I want to be able to eat Christmas dinner on Christmas day and I I did and it was a little difficult getting it down but I got it down and god it was such a delicious it was so sweet and delicious. Uh, I'll never take uh, eating for granted again, you guys, ever, as long as I live. So uh, I'm still alive now. I've survived the pandemic so far. The pandemic started right after I couldn't swallow. So it was like uh, I thought I was going to die of starvation. And now we think we're going to die. Of, we thought we were going to die of, all die of COVID. And a lot of people did die. But a lot of us survived, too. So, um... I accept that there's hope. I also accept reality that uh, it may or may not happen. You know, we might beat this pandemic. We might not. Um, I was able to swallow again. And maybe I'll be able to have an intimate relationship with my girlfriend. Maybe I'll be able to. I want to stay with her forever. I want to stay with her for the rest of my life. And she, she still loves me and wants to be with me for the rest of her life. And we'll, you know, come what may. That's a new thing to me. I always thought I had to run away when things were hard. We did have to take a time out for about a week and a half, but um, it's nice to be back together. Hope everybody's safe this holiday season. You're loved.